Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Taylor Tea Podcast, where we talk about Taylor and drink some tea. I'm Margo. And I'm Shannon. And tonight, I am drinking a pumpkin spice chai tea. And Shannon, what are you drinking? I am drinking the same, and it's delicious. Because it's fall. It's officially, is today the last technical day of summer, or the first uh, it's we're a little ways off from fall, but it feels uh, like it's pumpkin season at, uh, officially at, now that it's September. You know, not to like I like don't have any actual like proof of this, but I will always remember a long time ago Taylor Swift once posted I think on Twitter that like she loves this type of weather because the, the first thing she'll do is go to the store and buy all the different coffee creamers that are the different like holiday flavors and I think of that every time pumpkin spice comes out because I'm like yes it's time for Christmas coffee creamers and oh, there's so many I love pumpkins and then I just like fast forward to Christmas like the day after pumpkin spice comes out the best flavors are in the fall oh they really maple are. lattes Ooh, if you know you know, you know. <laughs> um okay so everybody I can't believe it the Lover album is out. Shannon and I have been sitting in the same room for a significant amount of time refusing to talk about it so we could save everything for the podcast. And we are so excited. Shannon, do you want to kick it off and just give all of your feels? Oh, there's so many feelings. I don't even know where to start. We've been waiting for this for, for way, way long, and it feels surreal to actually be holding it in our hands right now. Uh, we have a physical copy with us. Uh, my personal copy, which I absolutely love, um, I, I honestly, I really, I don't know where to start. There's just so much to talk about. We've been blessed with 18 new tracks. I, I, I don't know. Well, um, I do have to do a little correction corner. I had some people text me after the first episode where we were like, I think I was the one that said this. Like, have you ever heard an artist have more than 18 songs on an album or whatever? And apparently there are two other artists that people, like, felt the need to text me about. Not that, like, oh, I don't like that I said felt the need. But that people <laughs> texted me about um that they listen to that have like 20 something songs on an album so correction corner sorry about that but anyway back to taylor swift (laughs) 18 songs um i will say something very exciting for me on this album is i have never had a favorite taylor swift song like i've had favorite songs from the albums but lover has my favorite Taylor Swift song on it and that is so cool to finally be able to say like I have a favorite Taylor Swift song. Ooh, are you gonna share which one it is? Are you saving Maybe. it? Maybe, have I told you? I know which one oh, it is. Okay, I was gonna be like, <laughs> it's hard for you to guess but I think I texted it to you. It's a goodie, it's definitely um, in my top three. Well because there's so many, do we want to do like rapid fire thoughts on each song and then like pick our top three that we want to talk about in this episode and we'll do like a deeper dive? Yes, I think that's a great idea. Okay. So do you want to kick off the first one? Yeah. Uh, Rapid Fire? Okay, so uh, I'm also just going to give a little tidbit about my experience with the album. Yes. Um, So I heard that the album might have been leaked the day before it came out. Um, And Margo and I were both very good and did not listen to any leaked music. If it was out there in the world, we waited. Uh, But let me tell you, it came out at midnight in our time zone, and I couldn't stay up. (laughs) So... I was asleep when the album finally dropped and I had to wait until the next morning when I woke up before work. So I did get up about 20 minutes earlier than I normally would um, before I had to start getting ready. And I was sitting on my couch and I first played it and it was I Forgot That You Existed, the first track, 
And that one, okay, spoiler alert, that's one of my top three favorite songs on the album. I think it's incredible. And it's so boppy and like upbeat that it woke me up. Like I wasn't expecting that. Um, but it's such a, it's such a great tune. And it's such a happy heartbreak song, like just yeah. like letting go and shedding these feelings about somebody in a positive way. So I absolutely love that. So okay, I'll try to do rapid. Are we doing rapid fire, or do you want to go do back? Do you want to do forth? like get yeah, back and forth? Okay, yeah. So then you get the um, next one. So I actually I like that you talked about like how you first listened to it because I want to share mine too. Um, shout out to my sister who one day you guys will meet. She's just gonna be like the phantom third member of this podcast <laughs> that one day might make a guest appearance. But I bought a lot of the like um, online merch, so you got like the digital downloads, and. My sister has a Spotify account. I'm too cheap and poor, so I don't. I just use hers, and it's not a family account, so only one person can listen to it at a time. So our plan was that I would get my email for my digital downloads, and we would FaceTime and listen to it together. But the if you guys have the digital download email, you know that it didn't come till closer to like 12.30 a.m., so at around 12.05, my sister was like, okay, I'm also going to sign up for Apple Music. I don't think I told you this. No, show. I don't know. She was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sign up for Apple Music. So we have another way of listening to it. You have Spotify, so you could listen to it on Spotify and I'll listen to it on Apple Music. So I actually recorded it. I had to edit it and then I'm going to put it on YouTube and I'll share the link on our Tumblr page, which spoiler alert, I did figure out how to give a little like info on a podcast. Um, so that'll be in the description box below the podcast, our Tumblr URL, but I'll link that YouTube video, but it's so fun. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to do like a reaction video and I agree with you and I forgot that you existed. I mean, I was kind of dozing off. It was at like 1210 at this point and I was like, I can't do it. And then I forgot that you existed came on and I could, which then segues into Cruel Summer, another freaking bop. This, I love this song so much. I will say it's hard to sing this song. And like, I, I find that I have to go into my head voice very much though to sing the song, but another bop. I'm trying to keep this fast, but it's hard to. Like, I, I know there's, wanna... there's a lot to say. Like, I don't want to skip over any like juicy things. And it's like... But... Oh, like, I want to go back into I Forgot That You Existed just for a second and say that I thought it was a killer opener from Reputation, like, a, an album who we can presume who it's pretty much about, and especially, like, the title, but the first song of this next album being I Forgot That You Existed and just showing your indifference, and then just going right into Cruel Summer, which, if you read the Lover um, Deluxe Editions, I won't spoil much, but the phrase cruel summer is mentioned in the deluxe edition. So I have yet to read it, so I can only speculate, yeah. but that is pretty exciting. Um, all right, three, lover, or if you want to go into cruel summer too, I don't really uh, know. Lover, we touched upon in the last. No, session. We, did we? Yet, no. Oh my gosh, we didn't talk about it. You're right. Okay, so. By the way, you guys, we're trying to do this like every two weeks. <laughs> I know we said like Taylor Tuesdays, but we forgot to mention Taylor bi weekly Tuesdays. <laughs> So, just so you know, every other Tuesday, we might have, like, a special edition episode every now and then. But sorry, take it away, lover. You're right. So, when we recorded the last episode, it was the week leading up to the release of Lover, the single. So, we had not heard it. Um, I love that song. I got married two months ago, and I wish that song had been out because I would have loved to slow dance to it at my wedding. It's such a beautiful song, and I'm really happy that that is the title track because I think it really does encompass what Taylor was trying to give us with this album. Um, so it was beautiful. I love it. I can't wait till we deep dive that one and talk about the music video. <laughs> After that one is The Man. And oh my gosh, 
Oh, there's so much I want to say about this song too. I really do love this song. Um, I think it very well encompasses the idea of if I were a man, I would be treated and spoken about very, very differently. And I think it's a narrative that Taylor has been saying a lot, especially since like the 1989 era, right? Where she really got her voice to say, why do people always say that I make breakup songs no one says that about? And I think she name drops Ed Sheeran and somebody else too. It's like a very specific interview that I'm thinking of. But it's so true, and I'm so glad she finally put it in a song. And I, I, I want to save more for the deep dive on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love The Man a lot. It was a great song the second I first heard it. And I found it got stuck in my head uh, more. It was the first song to get stuck in my head after finishing the album. Like, I was at the beach a few days later, and it was in my head all day long, just playing over and over. So it's definitely a catchy one. I was going to say something else about it. What a, like, empowering song, too, right? It's like, so oh. empowering. I know what I was going to say. So I think that the internet, Twitter in particular, because that's what I keep up with the most, has been very vocal about how much they love the song, that I have to wonder if it's going to be a single. And I don't know if the singles are already, like, pre-chosen, like, finalized. But this song is one of the most played on Spotify. And I don't oh. think that Taylor has touched upon it a whole bunch in, like, any interview. So, like, that's just the power of the fandom yeah. playing the song over and over and over. So I would be excited to see if this was a single because I definitely think it's in the running um, and being one of the hottest tracks on the album in terms of how frequently people are playing it. So... Did you uh -huh. see what people said about the VMA outfit versus the yes, other I one? Yes, I did. So for those, what was the other one? VMAs and what was the other award show? I thought you were just talking about what it was hinting at with the pins. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. So what was the other award show that just happened to that she had that cute little like poofy hair for? I don't know. There's something before the VMAs. Teen Choice Awards, Teen Choice Awards. Oh. And she, the outfits are very similar looking. And people are talking about how if she were a man and she wore a black suit to both award shows, no one would say a single thing about it. But because she's a woman and her outfits look similar, I don't even think they were the same designer, correct me if I'm wrong, but because they look similar, everyone's highlighting it. And somebody had written that, I think, on um, Tumblr, and she liked it. So I, I do foresee The Man being a much more powerful song, like, in, not like, like, in the future, I guess, of this album's, like, life cycle, right? It, it definitely could be a single. And I think she's catching on to what we're saying about it and how we feel about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we have The Archer, which we did touch upon in our mm -hmm. last episode. And the consensus was, we love it. We live for track fives. Uh, after that one was I Think He Knows, which is a great song, but I'm just going to come out and say it. <laughs> you don't like it? No, I do like it. Oh. I do like it. But when I first heard it, I thought it sounded like Prince. Like a whole Oh, right. Bunch. You texted us there. Yes. And I don't know if anyone else in the world got that feeling. And it's not a critique, but like it's just, it's funny to me that I really like, it reminds me of a Prince song. The chorus really, but, um, but it's a good song. I like it. My favorite thing about, like my favorite story about this song is my sister's husband too is not a self-identified Swifty. Um, I don't even think I could identify him as a Swifty. Like, he's, he's definitely not part of the fandom. Um, but there's respect. He texted me. Uh, I guess the weekend... What? Lover came out on a Friday? That weekend, my sister went on a camping trip, and it was like a five-hour drive away. She was driving, so she just had the album on repeat. And he texted me that Monday and was like, I need you to know I have Taylor Swift stuck in my head and I'm not happy about it. And I was like, which song? And he said, skip it down 16th Avenue. So I love this song. I think it's super catchy. And it was stuck in my brother-in-law's head. So I feel like 
it it did the job. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that because I, it definitely seems like a 1989 era song. Like, especially, I could see this being performed in the 1989 tour, mm, if that makes yes. sense. Like, I could see it visually. It definitely fits, like, that era. But did he, was he trying to make you guess what song it was? Or, like, that's all no, he that's could come up with? No, that's all he could remember. <laughs> He's like, that line. Which, also, as, like, a native New Yorker, can I say that I'm a native New Yorker? I yes, was born, she I was, was born here. I was born in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I've never moved outside of the city. Okay, I don't know why I'm struggling with that. Okay, anyway, as a native New Yorker, I personally did not know that, I guess, 16th Avenue is not an avenue in New York City. Because I had a coworker text me, and she was like, where the hell is 16th Avenue? And I was like, I, I don't know, Google Maps. And she's like, no, it doesn't exist. So then I Googled it, and it's Music Row in Nashville. So I just, a fun little fact about that. And if you watch the You Need to Calm Down music video, there is the sign that says 16th Avenue, which people picked up on back then. And it took me very long to, like, re relate to the two in my mind, but... She's always yeah. dropping Easter eggs. Always! Okay. Uh, after that is Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. And let me tell you, the first time, honestly, the first few times I heard the song, I didn't get it. And then I was reading online, and someone was like, this is the political song that every, like, of every artist has been saying that they'll make, and they haven't actually done it. And then Taylor Swift did it. And I still was like, I don't understand. And then I listened to the song again, and I finally got it. And I, I genuinely did have to sit down and analyze each line to really understand it. And then I, like, relate it to my sister. And she's like, okay, now it makes sense to me. But I will say the first few times I heard it, I was just like, it's catchy, but I, I cannot understand what it's about. But now knowing that it's political and Taylor has liked stuff on Tumblr, like, of people saying that it's political, I'm like, I get it. And this song has a very special place in my heart because of the fact that she did that. She did. She, she did, did that. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did, had to be clued into the political undertones in the song. I didn't pick up on them myself. Um, but it's a good track. What's funny, when I listen to it, for some reason, I picture Pretty Little Liars. It just reminds me I of one of Riverdale, but you're not a oh, Riverdale watcher, are you? No, I've only seen a couple episodes. It, like, so, and Riverdale, Pretty Little Liars, same little, like, mystery setting. So I agree with you. Oh, that's funny. Yes. Yeah, it just reminded me of one of, like, their homecoming dances and like they would have like because she's talking Super about dark. those games and the prizes they win and like how they're stupid yes. and like I, like stupid prizes <laughs> but yeah it just reminded me and it's dark like mm -hmm. the song itself seems dark to me so yes. I always thought of oh I wires. can't wait for our deep dive on that one <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited yes next we have paper rings I love this song it honestly like it stands out I don't think Taylor's ever given us a, a song like this um but yeah I really like this one I do too. This one is just so cute and so fun. And I like remember the first time I listened to it, I just danced the whole song through. And it was just, it was so fun and so cute. And I was like, I want to be in love. <laughs> it is cute. Um, The next one, Cornelia Street. I'm going to save most of my stuff for the deep dive. But this song to me feels like the Taylor we know from country music, right, that told a whole story with all of its imagery, that's what this feels like. And I personally feel like there's a nod to All Too Well in this when she talks about the kitchen and the creaks and the floor, in a sense. And for me, this almost, I know it's not a heartbreak song, but when I listen to it, it feels like a breakup song. Like, it really does. And there's, there's more that I'll say, but I love this song. 
I think that the fandom is definitely freaking out about this song, and I can see the all too well illusions that you that you were talking about. I also don't want to say too much because I think there's a lot to unpack in this. But we stand Cornelia Street hard. Yes. That song is amazing. Oh, so good. Um, but yes, just rest assured that is one of the most played ones by me. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Death by a Thousand Cuts. This song is so like heartbreaking. And when you first listen to it, if you're not really paying attention to the lyrics, I think you'll, you, you might miss that because it doesn't sound, like, I don't know, it doesn't have, like, a tragic beat, like, mm. if, if that makes sense, or, the, like, the melody, but, oh my gosh, the, the lyrics are, like, heartbreaking. I totally agree with you. I think uh, Cornelia Street and Death by a Thousand Cuts are my two most played songs. Like, I will just skip to tracks 9 and 10 every time I put the CD in, and then I'll go back and listen to everything else, but... This song always reminds me of... Did you ever watch that show, The 100? Yes, I love that show. Do you remember in season yes, one? Yes, Robbie and I were talking... Somebody dies by death by a thousand cuts. I don't know if that's what it's called. You know, that's what they call it. And, like, I didn't realize that was, like, like a phrase oh, or, like, okay. a, a saying. Yeah, and so, like, I thought... I knew that Taylor wasn't referencing the show, The 100. The 100 <laughs> but, like, I was like, oh, yeah. And then it, I had that visual. But, yeah, it, it, it really is, like, a tragic visual to think of about yeah. somebody just tearing you down repeatedly but i yes i love the song we'll we'll save that one for the deep dive as well watch the hundred it's good oh, it is. <laughs> i haven't finished it though um next is london boy and i know that people especially on twitter are not huge fans of this song mostly because of its uh i guess what is that phrase what is it like how realistic it is um but I love this song. I think it's so fun. And I remember as soon as I finished listening to it for the first time, and I have this on video, so I'll make sure I put it in whenever I edit this video for you guys. But um, I said, I want a London boy. I just think it's so fun. And it's just so, like, boppy. It's, like, one of the boppiest bops, I think, on the album. I think it's a real fun one. It's definitely one of the most fun ones on the album in terms of, like, I would dance, like, to it, like, alone, like, just, like, having a good time. I wish the internet hadn't been so cruel about it because it definitely sticks in my head now when I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, people made fun of this line. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I just have to separate that in my mind. And, like, that's their opinion. Like, they don't like that line, but I think it's a fun song. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's a good tune. And the name drop of Stella McCartney, which I'll make sure that we talk about in one of these episodes, the pop-up shop. Because um, I went and it was a very fun experience. Don't let me forget, but that was the Stella McCartney Taylor Swift collab. Oh my gosh! The next one is "Soon You'll Get Better" by the Dixie Chicks. I cried multiple times every single time. I like I cannot make it through the whole song without crying. Um, Andrea Swift, we're praying for you. Yeah, I think this is one that like every time it comes on now, I I just know I have to skip it because I can't can't do it. But that also makes me a little afraid that I don't actually know all the lyrics, even though I think I do. But I agree with you. The first time I listened to it, I cried. And I, I made it, like, almost all the way through the song before I lost it. But this is a really sad one. And we love you, Andrea. And we hope you are getting better and you'll pull through. Yes. It was very touching that the Dixie Chicks were a part of it, too. Yeah. We were excited about that. Um, next is False God, and let me tell you, Dress, Step Aside is Taylor's most scandalous song, because this one is so risque, and it took me a while to, like, hear the risque parts, and then when I did, I was like, oh, damn. I like this song. I think that, like, the jazzy beginning is so unique, 
And the sound is very different than the rest of the sound on the album. It kind of like sticks out in that sense, but I think in a really good way. And this is my song. I, I asked Shannon this, but like what, what song would you have if you had to convince a non-Swifty to listen to this album? This would be mine just because of how different this sound is. And I think it brings in a lot of audiences that don't typically like her pop stuff or her country stuff. This is just so different in my opinion. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, confession time. I first listened to the majority of the album using broken headphones that I could only hear out of one earbud. <laughs> and so for whatever reason, the more jazzy parts of the song were, we're in, in the headphone head. that wasn't working. Yes. And so a week later, Robbie and I were listening, my husband and I were listening to it in the car and I had the full experience. <laughs> and I was like, what is this song? Like, I had, it completely changed the entire meaning of the song. So I have to admit, I, I didn't get the song at first. But when I finally fully got to listen to it in all of its glory, it, I love it. But I didn't catch on to how risque you were saying it's it is. It's subtle. So I, I think I need to go back and, like, really do a deep dive with the lyrics. Because that's funny. I had no idea. It's, it's a wild one. <laughs> uh, the next one is You Need to Calm Down. Which, we will never calm down about this album, but we already spoke about this one on the, on the last episode, but we adore this song. Um, Margo, the next one. Oh, Afterglow. Well, do you want to, you didn't really get to do one, so do you want to talk about Afterglow? Yeah, Afterglow. I love this song. It's my favorite on the album. Uh, we can get, we can get further into it down the road, but I just think that it's a very relatable song in the lyrics and that it, it kind of reminded me of Back to December and that Taylor is um, taking ownership for her own mistakes, which is really hard to do sometimes. So I thought she did that well in this song. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what I, when I wrote down like my initial thoughts on this this album, and I got to that song, it was literally like back to back to December, all grown up. Like it was the same message. I do really like this song a lot. Next is me, which we already talked about. Again, another fun one. Um, I like that we still have the music video that doesn't cut out the spelling is fun lie. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, when we do our deep dive, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about theories. A lot of people think that was an Easter egg. I personally don't, but we'll talk about it. Ooh. Um, then it's nice to have a friend, and I'm going to be honest. I feel like I might get some hate for this, but this is my least favorite. But I will say it's my least favorite only because the – the, the, like, musicality behind it, it, it freaks me out a little bit. Like, it feels just a little haunting, but that might be the point. But I will say it's very interesting. I was reading some article that was like, this is Taylor's shortest ever song because it's only 2 minutes and 30 seconds. But it also feels like it says so much and leads, leads the listener to wanting to hear so much more. So this is one that I'm very excited for our deep dive for, and I'm very open to having my mind change changed and I've read a lot of theories about it online but it's not one of my favorites I love it <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's good for people to know that we don't agree on every song yes. we're not just like yes whatever you say is the right opinion yes and we're not blind into thinking in that like every single move that Taylor makes is like absolutely perfect like, like we, we're all humans yes so we don't always love everything but I, I have to say this is one of the songs that uh, a lot of times when Taylor was first like putting out music, people were like, I feel like she's like writing things straight from my diary because I can relate so much. And this song is, it's just, for me, it, it's really sweet. And I just, I can relate a lot. I married my high school sweetheart and a lot of the lines, I was like, oh my gosh, like we used to pass notes and he used to walk me home from school and we just got married. And like, I don't know, it was just really 
touching, so I like it. And I like I did like the music, but I can see what you're saying. It does sound like a little it's it's definitely different from the rest of the album in a lot of ways. And I think she like partnered right with some like Canadian choir for this. She you know did, yes. About, right? Which <laughs> I think they didn't know that it was gonna be for Taylor. They oh, were just really? told that it was going to be for a musician and, like, they couldn't find out who it was. And then, which I was wondering about because I was like, how could they keep this secret? Like, that must be really hard to keep an entire choir. Yeah, especially little kids. Yes. And so they just, they weren't told who it was for and then they found out at a later point in time. Which, and then it makes me feel bad that I think it's, like, haunting and scary because that's them. So, like, <laughs> I don't mean to say that. So I got to give this photo a second She means the, the, the tone of the music. Yeah, like the tone not or whatever. Okay, and last but not least... Right? Last but not least is Daylight. <gasps> you go first, though, I think. Right? Um, I don't have a lot to say about this song, unfortunately. Wow. I think I've only <laughs> listened to it twice, the first playthrough, and then I went back to it. But I think I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I love the other song so much more that I find myself, like, not being drawn back to this one. You sh- I wish you guys could see Marco's reaction to what I'm saying right now. I am She's having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> I love this song. I think as soon as I'm done listening to Cornelia Strait and Death by a Thousand Cuts, I put on Daylight. It makes me smile every time I listen to it, and I just love the message. And, oh my gosh, I love this song. I gotta save it all for the deep dive. But I will say, I'd be curious to know about the, like, phone call in the end, that, like, voice recording part, when she says the things I'm afraid of and how it, like, doubles on that. If that, like, what, what the reasoning for that part is that's the only part of the song that really confuses me if you if you guys haven't listened to it yeah basically the end of daylight she has like a voice memo recording that comes on and it's like I wanted to be defined by like things that I love not the things that I'm afraid of and I'm afraid of gets repeated it's very interesting I haven't been able to figure that out yet I haven't found any theories online that can explain it but I love how it ends I'm really trying to save this all for the deep dive but I do love how it ends I kind of like how she's saying I can close this beautiful chapter of Lover and step into the daylight and still give a nod to the phone call that got me to this point of my life. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Comes full circle. So on that note, should we now take a deep dive? Okay, so we have picked our first deep dive song, and that's going to be, drumroll please, Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer, which is the second track on the album. And I wanted to kick off this conversation with my favorite first thought of this song, which was, the first line is, Fever Dream High, and I genuinely thought she said Bieber Dream High, and I really thought this song was going to be about Justin Bieber. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> funny. We haven't spoken about that before. I genuinely, yeah, I don't think we, last episode, we have not talked about any real controversies. Um, and for those of you new to the fandom, there is a slight controversy controversy with Taylor and Justin. And I genuinely thought this song was, it was all getting let out. And I was like, wow, she is name dropping. So that's my fun little start. So we we were hoping that we could go through the album song by song and do a deep dive of everything. And I thought that maybe we could start by saying our favorite line from the song um, separately, like my favorite and Margaret's favorite, which might end up being the same line. Who knows? We will find out. Um, but for Cruel Summer, my favorite is the line that I didn't know she was she was saying oh i know what you're gonna say 
I had to look up what exactly it was she was saying. I'm sorry. I even have to look it up now so I don't mess it this up. This line? Yeah. Uh, so I can't sing to save my life, but when she says he looks up gritting like a devil, I think I lost it. That was like everything that I love in Taylor Swift encompassed in one line because so many of her older songs, she used to have like one line that like just like cut right to like the core of like it was just unbelievable. And so when she did that, I wasn't expecting it because the lines leading up to it, like the, uh, the backup vocals where they're screaming, ain't that the worst thing you ever heard? And then, and then she screams that by herself. Mm. Like I like... Every time that line comes on, I am, like, shouting to the stars. Um, but I really like this song. The first time I heard it, I wasn't expecting the chorus to be so high. And you had mentioned earlier that the song was hard to sing. I didn't know if that's what you were referring yeah. to. It's so it's high. Like, oh! it's, yeah, it's hard to, like, achieve head, that level. Heads, head voice. Yeah. Song. But, oh, my God, I can't wait for her to do this live. I think that, like, it's going to be so three oh. theatrical. Um, but this is one of the songs I listen to the most. I actually tweeted a few days ago that can't stop, won't stop listening to Cruel Summer. And I wasn't expecting this song to be like one of my favorites, but I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've played it. And my favorite part was I just got back from vacation and I have a coworker who's also a huge Taylor Swift fan. And he just tweeted me, uh, the other day he was like, oh my gosh, like Shannon's not here. I don't have anyone to talk about, uh, the new album. Like Cruel Summer is un unbelievable. And I was like, Nick, that's the one I've been listening to more than anything else. Um, so I think that the fandom is definitely freaking out over Cruel Summer. It is amazing. And I would be delighted if this became a single. I think Ooh, it would do really yes. well. Could you imagine that music video? <sighs> um, so that line, he looks up grinning like a devil. A lot of people misheard lyrics. Yes. I too thought it was, he looks so pretty like a devil, but my favorite, and I will make, I took a screenshot, so I'll make sure this is in the <laughs> Tumblr post. But Taylor Nation recently had a listening party on Twitter and they were like talking about each song and doing a line and they tweeted, he looks so pretty like a devil and they have- As if it was the official lyric? Yes, and they have yet to correct it and it's amazing. And I mean, I think I think it's so funny, right? Because like even Taylor has been like, my dad thought the line was Starbucks lovers. Like- I heard that for it, sure. It's so funny. So I will put that in our Tumblr recap post that Taylor Nation too thought that was the line. Does that make it legit? But I don't know, maybe Easter egg. I didn't, I didn't know what she was saying. I had to look it up. Yeah. I just knew that I liked that she was shouting. Oh, and I was growl. like, So I have two favorite lines on this. Um, I mean, in this song. My first is... I have to find it, so I guess it's not that much of a favorite. Um... <laughs> I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. And I feel I feel this one personally because I guess I recently was in some type of like f friend relationship thing. I don't really know, but the other person in this relationship, right, was kind of like secretive and kind of wanted things to be like low-key secretive. And like that line really just kind of hit home for me because I was like, that's how I like felt throughout, throughout that entire friend relationship type deal was like, I don't, I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. And I, I'm just repeating the line over and over at this point, but that's, that's so how I felt. And it just brings me back to always Taylor Swift can so easily put my emotions into song lyrics and help me better understand them. But the other one was Summer's a Knife. And I think that that's really one of my favorites because at the pop-up shop, there was this unicorn sweatshirt with the like caption underneath that said Summer's a Knife. And it just is so like... It's so like out of the box and like doesn't really fit, but it does in an ironic way. 
and it was a unicorn sweatshirt. And for those of you who don't know, which is all of you, because I've never said this on the podcast, <laughs> I was in a sorority and our mascot was a unicorn. So I obviously had to get the sweatshirt that had a unicorn and it had the line underneath Summer's Knife. Like I said, I'm just talking in circles, but essentially that's why that's another favorite lyric of yeah, mine. Yeah, it's like it was meant to be. It's yeah. calling you. Um, but in terms of like, I feel like you went really good into like your feelings on the song and I, I just agree with you. I think like, I, yeah, I said this before. It's, it's hard. It's hard to sing and I am like trying to train myself to sing the song because it's so, it's just so good. And for me, it's really about like, I think that there's so many and Shannon, I feel like you kind of like alluded to this, right? When we talked a little bit about Cornelia Street and the things the fandom are saying, but there's so many like theories as to who Taylor Swift has been in relationships with in the past. And for me, this song really just feels like it's about a relationship. And I'm not going to say who, who I personally think it's about, but because it very well could be about the person she's with now, or it could be about somebody from her past. But it like, it truly feels like it's one of those things where like your relationship is like starting out and like maybe Taylor had wanted it to be already like a full-blown relationship but the other person isn't really sure and kind of wants to keep it more low-key and it feels like almost like that desperate like I'm in the back of the car after going out to the bar and I'm crying just because like I'm drunk and I'm upset that this isn't what I thought it was going to be and I can't understand how you can't feel that either but then my, my narrative kind of flips at the same time when she says he looks up grinning like a devil because a lot of people online have changed my mind about that because they're saying that she she's the one that was conflicted about this being a real relationship. And when she says, I love you, that's when he looks up because he's like, this is all I've ever wanted to hear. So I don't know. I have two very different narratives on this story. <laughs> and what are yours? That's very interesting. I The second thing you said about him being like, it sounds like you're saying that Taylor was the one uh, that was being kind of like unsure about if it was going to be a real relationship or not. And then when she goes, I love you, ain't that the worst thing you ever heard? He's kind of like, haha, like, gotcha. Like, now mm. you feel the way that I feel too. I don't agree with that interpretation. I don't, I don't read it that way. I read it this, how you were saying the first way. And that I think that she was in like a really intense, passionate relationship that lasted for probably quite a bit of time in secrecy. And then when it came time for them to make it like, official or take it to the next level the other person whoever they may be we all have our theories uh was like no like I can't like I can't go public with you I can't I'm not ready for that and then that's kind of like where it fell apart yeah. um but I don't know I guess we'll never really know who it's about or what Taylor maybe we will maybe we're right maybe we're wrong but um yeah. I, I cannot stop listening to the song yeah um and I know we're kind of like running out of time here, but I do want to know what you guys have to think about it. So you can DM us or I guess like ask us a question on our Tumblr. And um, like I said, I'll have the URL below. But you also don't even have to have a Tumblr account to ask us. So like send us an ask and tell us like what your thoughts on Cruel Summer are. Yes. I think that'd be so cool. And we can read about them in the next episode or two episodes or whatever. Whenever you send them, just give us some love. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So we're running out of time. Thanks again so much, you guys. Um, we love that you're coming on this journey with us. We appreciate all the feedback that we got on like leveling and volume and all that stuff last time and we're working on it we're working on everything but um 
Thanks so much, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the Lover album. Shannon, do you have anything else you want to say? No, just thank you for listening. And, and that's, that's the Taylor, Taylor T. T.